1: Hello folks, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity Murder podcast. I'm Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Franco Evans. What a P- folks um Folks, you know who we are. We are the podcast that's dedicated to shedding the light on the darker side of true crime. That is what we do here. Today, We this episode kind of has a bit of a theme, I think, because I want to talk to Fran about a couple situations that will kind of tie in to my feelings about the justice system that's going on these days. The, and involves my story and um first thing I want to talk to you friend about is I just found out that a couple weeks ago there's a man named Michael McFadden from the state the great state of Colorado weeds legal they're doing big things up there but their justice system in Colorado made a big mistake this month and Michael McFadden was sentenced to 300 years in prison for child molestation in mm. 2015 and he was freed this month on a technicality because his civil rights were violated in some kind of way. He will be, he has been released. He is free from jail. He's been released and he will not have to register as a child, uh, as a sex offender. Wow. So, um, these are the kind of things that go wrong in this criminal justice system when lawyers, and I'm going to contain myself, mm-hmm. but when, you know, cause his lawyer, you know, found some kind of loophole and was like, Hey, they didn't do this. So, you got to let him go. And, and he was proud of that. Like within the back. process of prosecuting him? Yeah, some, oh. something about d- during his trial, he wasn't given a fair trial in some kind of way. What, something happened that what didn't make his trial technically fair. How long ago was this? This was like the first week of March. Oh, when he's been convicted? No, when he was released. No, This I'm happened in 2015. Good. I don't know exactly when in 2015, but he has been in jail for all of... Eighteen months, you know. I thought after they did, they just closed the folder and just hey. No, you can appeal.
2: That's what he did. That's his what lawyer. Appe-
1: his lawyer lost a case where a man was guilty of molesting six children mm-hmm. and went home and thought on it like, Nah, I'm not satisfied with this. For three years. This guy's got it. Not even three years. 2015. Uh, but unless it was in March, of t- let's, call well, it it let's call it three years. Let's call three. Let's call. Let's call three. <laughs> no, Yeah, let's call. It, let's call it three years. So, but it was three out of three hundred. So he still had 297 years to go, but his lawyer went home and was like, "Nah, I don't, I don't go down without a fight. This guy, this guy, Michael McFadden, he needs to be on the streets, and I'm gonna make that happen." That and lawyer he, had a losing record. That's what the problem was. I mean, I guess so. I mean, what, what? When you when you walk out of the courthouse with this guy, do you hold his fist in the in the air like a champion, proud that you got a child molester freed from jail, like you really went home and made that year? That was your pet project that you took home? Like, nah, you know, I got a lot of cases piling up, but this needs my attention. Told you. If I was a lawyer and I and my and I was saddled with a man who molested six children and I lost, well, yeah. you know, shit happens, you know. Clean my hands of the whole situation. Yeah, you know, rotten right in hell, man. Get him a pat on the back and send him on his way. He had too many losses. He was like, I can't. I can't let I this can't, one. I, can't, I, no. I need a win. He needed a win. And <laughs> in <laughs> some cases, that's a good, like, you know, sometimes you want to see a guy who hasn't been, you know, doing great, get finally get one, get a win. But not at the expense of letting a child molester free yeah. without having to register as a sex offender, mm-hmm. which as of recently, I've been, uh, for some reason, I've been getting a lot of conversations with people that have been trying to, not trying to, but like, I've been turned around on the whole sex offender registry thing mm-hmm. because of the fact that, you know, you could pee at a school or you could, uh, you know, pee, be peeing in public and a child could walk by and, and now you're on a sex offenders list. Mm-hmm. And also, if I register, if I'm registered as a sex offender at my address, I can just go across town and molest a kid. Hmm. They don't know over there. So it all it does is the people in your neighborhood in your know. your neighborhood, right. But I could, why would I molest somebody on my, on my block unless right. I'm severely crazy? All the good pickings. Or on the other side of town Where they don't know who I am And I can just Have a
2: mustache on And a trench coat But they don't They don't have like Websites to show you The whole area though Like the What do you mean For a child molester They don't you, can, you can't look that up I mean Who Like why would, If I lived
1: If I lived On the west side of town Just to make it Generalized oh, okay. for everybody okay. If I lived on the west side of town Why would I be looking For sex offenders On the east side of town
2: you know? I thought you I thought you was being, like, a couple blocks over. That's why I thought. No, That's why I, I mean,
1: like, question. get in my van and go oh, okay. way to the uh, other side, clear to the other side of town. Nobody knows me or my van. And I got my pickers. I go to a park over there, take a pick of who, So it doesn't really stop those people. I mean, you know that if you move in the neighborhood, keep an eye on that guy. Right. But that doesn't mean he's not out molesting somewhere mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I, I don't know what the alternative is. Maybe chipping. But that's when you start to go into the whole constitutional rights thing. Oh, Mm. no, you can't put trackers on people. And uh, if you diddle a child, I think that you shouldn't be held up to the same uh, freedoms of an average American citizen.
2: I think that's a bit too much for the government to do all that. Because it violates money. Money? Money. I think it would cost too much money.
1: Well, what if yeah, somebody molested a kid?
2: I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm saying it's just you think that the government money. won't it's do just, it because it costs just, money. Yeah. Well, they put g-
1: cameras on these cops, and that's not stopping m- police murders. True. That but, costs money too. That
2: costs like six million dollars a department to get. Well, I think that's because the whole that's a whole different situation. I think that's 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 way worse than that to me. What killing people? What we what mean? As far as it's it was it's such police shooting people is such a big thing that. They had they was like okay I got we had to do something about it. Got news for you friend people get molested every day. True. But I'm saying though, but it's not as it's, it's not know, as hot. Not of a, talking not about not a it. It's, topic. right. It's like people I'm, not going on marches and all this other stuff and protesting. That's true. So they probably was like okay we got to do something about. it. They had no choice for that. But yeah, I mean in order for to this, look better, right? Well,
1: um, sadly those police cameras. Um, again, because you know this is. It's a still theme. bullshit. They still shooting. Yeah, bro. this is the themed episode. <laughs> and speaking of the, a shooting, there was a one. There was a shooting in Sacramento. Um, the the young man's name escapes me right now, but he was shot in his backyard, yeah. holding a cell phone. They shot him like twenty times. Absolute tragedy. They had the video on um, seen on Facebook. I'm sick of I'm sick of watching him. Mm-hmm. I mean, did it did it Did you see it? Yeah. Did it look like was he in a fight with it the was, cops? It was dark.
2: Or? It was a night, but they said he ran to the backyard. Ran to his house. He wasn't there. He ran to the backyard, and he reached for his phone. Yeah. that's. I mean, I guess it's a tough job. I mean, it's just, I I mean, know, you know, I, I'm I mean, i not going to get into picking sides, but I mean, just, I don't
1: even get into it. I don't even, whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to get to it. But, as, but, we're, I don't want to get too much into it, but I do have to get into it a bit because of what today is. Today, it was decided that the men, the police officers who killed Alton Sterling, um, the police the guy who was selling DVDs in New Orleans out in front. The so one they, when they, they shot him death? up. Oh. No, they shot him in his chest while they had a he was on the ground. And they oh. said he had a gun on him or something like that, but he was subdued. You know, his mm-hmm. hands were up by his head, he was on his back, mm. and they shot him in his chest and he died. They they are will be firing those police officers, but they won't be charging them with anything. And that adds Alton Sterling to a long list of people who are on a list of they're dead, but there's nobody responsible for their murder. I don't,
0: I don't and, like that. I, just...
1: I think that the, I think that either look, if you're gonna if you're gonna fuck me, take me out to dinner first. You right. know what I mean? Like right. if you're gonna tell me, hey, all right, well he state what his murder was wrong, and these police officers don't deserve to be, be police officers anymore then they're guilty of murder. See, Either ever, do that or go, well, suck my dick. Right. They didn't do anything wrong. They get to keep their jobs and continue being police officers because you can't have one without the other. You can't say, well, what that that was terrible police, police work and that was terrible and, and criminal and they are awful, but we're not going to charge them with anything.
2: And that remi- uh, The reason why I don't like that, I really don't like it, is because that reminds me of, okay, an athlete <clears throat> is in the NBA or the NFL. Okay, they get caught or charged with, um, what is it? Um, assault. I guess like a female. Yeah. Like okay, they get their wife they, or something. Like yeah, that. they get suspended for five games. Like. Yeah. That's, that's what? Why is that even connected with the, anything? Why? Because they're athletes. I, I just yeah. don't. That's not fair. I, so they don't get jail time. They get they miss five games. Yeah. No. That's, no. That, come that, on. That's, now.
1: that's incredibly. No. That's incredibly dumb. I, I, I've never understood that. We had a player here in Baltimore play for the Ravens, Ray Rice. He hit his wife. They suspended him. Then the videotape came out. Mm-hmm. It made the NFL look worse. And then they just kicked, kicked him, him from in the, the, the NFL and, and blackballed him. He hasn't been on a team since then. Right. But his wife didn't press charges. He didn't go to jail or anything like that. So I don't know how that's his. I mean, yeah, this is punishment. You take away his job. I mean, yes, that's, that's a punishment in a way.
2: I still don't think it's fair,
1: but like yeah. What if, like, what, yeah, if what if, else,
2: what to, if a, a normal person that does that and then what? They go to jail, go to prison or whatever the case is. Yeah, I mean, well, if they don't
1: press charges, I don't know how that works because I would assume if if <clears> if, <throat> if if you hit somebody and somebody sees it, I don't know. I don't know if it always has to be them pressing charges for you to go to jail. You know.
2: Well, I mean, I'm st- I'm saying still. Even if they didn't, you would go. You will go to jail either way. If you got, if but I don't you know that. Caught... That's what I'm saying. I don't oh, know. Okay. Like caught what?
1: Caught beating them? Like the police walked in? I don't think that's been the case in any domestic violence. No, thing I mean like what that if, we've seen. If, if a video got out though,
2: but if Just a video like this, go
1: out got out and the woman goes, well, I'm not. I don't want to pursue this. I don't think the police can go. We have a video of you beating somebody up. This is a crime. So, they so you're under they, arrest. They can't arrest you? I think the person that's has weird. to press charges against you. It's what I think. Anybody who's listening, if I'm wrong, please tell me I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But I believe, I mean, that's why he's not in jail. There's a video of him knocking her the fuck out, you know, on camera in an in a elevator. So if that was it, he would be in jail. But I think his wife said, I'm not,
2: no, I'm not pressing charges. So that goes to same if you to shoot somebody, and be like, nah, I'm not going to press charges. He shot me. Yeah. That happens all the time. That's that, crazy. That, that's think, think about
1: think about all the gang crimes that happen, and nobody in the neighborhood will, will testify. Somebody got murdered. If everybody knows it was this guy, but nobody's going to come forward to say anything, mm-hmm. and they don't have a testimony. Now, if you shoot somebody on camera, yes, yeah, you're you're going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. But if the person survive, if you shoot a person that survived, that's what I mean. Yeah, if you shoot a person that survived, then they go, I ah, no harm, no foul. <laughs> you know, then hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> what are they going <laughs> to arrest true. you for? He, they, he didn't assault me. I, you know, it's fine. I don't want to press charges. Then that's the end of it. Mm. Um, I think those are only two things I really want to talk to you about. But my case is in, is um, kind of an insight on the criminal justice system, and that's why I wanted to kind of dive into it a bit, and today being what today is, and that, that kind of being the news of today about the whole Alton Sterling thing. I kind of wanted to touch on a couple of things that, in the criminal justice system. It's just so many co- crazy technicalities that can happen, and then a the person could, you know go to jail for the rest of their life or get out of jail immediately for some just random things. And it's it's crazy. We, 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 def- we really need criminal justice reform in this country because it's pretty crazy. But you know we are here. What we do here is we talk about fucked up shit. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, that's exactly what we're going to do. So stay tuned. All right, folks, we're back. Fran, I believe it is my turn to go first this week. Yep. So I'm going to need you to strap in as I tell you... <coughs> The complicated, tragic, dark tale of Lionel Tate. This is my affirmative murder. On July 28, 1999, in Pembroke Park, Florida, where nothing good happens. Florida, I've never heard a good news story out of Florida. Unless it involves Disney World. Penn Park, I haven't even heard of that. Unless it involves Disneyland, and even then the last disneyland story i heard a kid got ate by alligator in disneyland Mm. so florida don't stay there too long just visit pop in have a good time leave um yeah so in pembroke park florida when lionel's mother kathleen was asked to watch six-year-old tiffany for the evening kathleen and tiffany's mother had grown up in jamaica together uh lionel was only 12 years old at the time After dinner, the children were watching TV, and Kathleen decided to go upstairs for the evening. She yelled downstairs for them to quiet down at about 10 p.m., but did not check on them at the time, which, you know, happens. You know, kids, you know, let the kids play. I remember when I was a kid, my mom did a lot of, like, uh, when I would have company over, it would be a lot of, like, hey, keep it down down there. You know, because she's Mm -hmm. upstairs watching TV and just hanging out. You don't want to be. Who wants to hang out with kids all you know mm-hmm. all the all day? When you have a kid, you gotta kill all the time. Just let them play and be kids, and you're just like, you hey, why, y'all 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 quiet in there? <laughs> you know, just like yelling that kind of, and the kids go like, oh, yes, <laughs> calm down, stop, stop yelling, right. you know. So she was doing that kind of thing. It was around 40 minutes later, at approximately 10:40 p.m., when Lionel Tate went upstairs to get his mother and told her that Tiffany Eunick was not breathing. 170-pound Lionel Tate. Claims he was simply wrestling with 48 pound Tiffany before she stopped breathing. 48 pounds? Yes. Yeah, wait, was, how old is she? She was six. He was 12. Oh. Okay. And he was big. All right. Because uh, 170 pounds for a 12 year old is <laughs> absurd. <laughs> he need, I mean, that's crazy. He wait. That's I mean, what do
2: you weigh? Like uh,
1: 130? 130? Like yeah. Yeah. He's he can fuck you old. up. He uh, can wrestle let's you. Let's not
0: go
2: that far. No, come on. That's not going. That He's far. got 50 pounds on you. That's brain. fine. He can fuck you up. No, don't. Snacky carried away here. All right, okay. Continue on the story. Snack get carried away. All right,
0: okay.
1: Um, he told his mother he had, he had her in a headlock when she smashed her head on the side of a table. Mm. He then described her as rolling around on the floor, crying, acting like a baby, and urinating in her pants. He decided, to go, back, he decided to go back to watching TV when Lionel finally went to his mother to, get, to tell her that the little girl was not breathing. Her broken little body was already cold. What? Yeah, at only a third of his size, Tiffany would have not would have been no match for Lionel. Play fighting or not, the question is: Was Lionel simply a violent child that had attacked the little girl, or was he just a kid who had tried to imitate the wrestling moves he saw on TV without mm. realizing how dangerous they were? Um. And the story th- that's th- that's the main part of the story. There's no but so. I'm conflicted by the story because it gets complicated, but with um, all these school shootings and everything like that, Donald Trump has started to take on um, the narrative of, are these video games too dangerous? The The narrative comes back around like every five, six years, you know, are the video games making the children desensitized mm. to violence and causing them to hurt people. And I, my immediate thought is that's stupid. You know, like mm. I don't hurt, I've never hurt anybody. Why would a video game do that? Mm. But then when you hear stories like this, and it's like a kid wrestling. When I, I mean, when I was a kid, there was wrestling games, Stone Cold Steve Austin, all these guys. I we used to stun at people outside and all this. Guy. You imitate the wrestling moves. Right. I think that this, but can you say this is different than video games? It's like it's it's visual stimulation. Well, wrestling.
2: Yeah, watching no. pro wrestling. I thought wrestling was real until I found it was fake. No, what?
1: No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, what? What? You thought when did you think wrestling was real? When I was younger, that was real. Yeah, I did too. Um, <laughs> that's not what I was saying though. What I was saying oh. was if I can't say vid- I can't say no the video games argument is stupid and then say, Oh, I mean, you know, when I was a kid I would watch wrestling and then do what the wrestlers did, mm-hmm. the rock bottom, those kind of stuff. So how is one bullshit and the other one isn't? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Um like I would assume when you were a kid you put you take the pillows off the couch, got a friend over, y'all start wrestling. You're doing wrestling moves. You pull your sleeve off. You're doing the rock bottom, right? Ah, people's elbow. You know, smack. But I don't think I don't think dick. when
2: people I don't think when people um, reenact wrestling, they they trying to do it as a it's to it's murder harmless, you. It's to harm somebody. Yeah, it's, to play, harm somebody. it's playing around. Right. There you go. That's why so, I said.
1: There you go. Right. Yeah. You just you just put me back on track as to why I think the video game argument is stupid mm-hmm. because it's a difference between playing Call of Duty and then going to Toys R Us. <laughs> RIP R. R. toys are <laughs> going to uh, your local toy store, buying a toy gun, and then playing imaginary shoot 'em up with mm-hmm. your friends in the neighborhood and actually getting a gun and killing people. Yeah, that's two different things. Yep. Just like it's a difference between wrestling and somebody accidentally getting hurt, but you were playing mm-hmm. and like you thinking that I'm Kane and my wrestling moves, I'm gonna try to kill somebody with my wrestling moves, right. which is stupid. Mm-hmm. And if you ever thought that, you're stupid. Like, if, if you Watched wrestling and then we're like, I'm going to go around and try to commit mass murder by Stone Cold stunnering people, right?
2: By choke slamming people. Yeah, that'd be really dumb. Right. That's not what this kid did. Right. He was wrestling, but it does get complicated. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying nobody thinks like I'm gonna go, you know, do this choke slam on him and to murder him. Yeah, to murder him. It's yeah. Just, it was a move I saw on wrestling, so let's try it it's out. It's fun. It's, it's fun, yeah. Right. It's, it, we're play think, fighting. Yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody But he's a hundred, hundred seventy pounds. Well, he's a kid, so. Exactly. I don't, I don't. I don't. I. like
1: me as a kid. I wasn't one hundred seventy pounds, mm-hmm. but at twelve, I was definitely. I wasn't like I wasn't obese, but I was thick. Mm-hmm. You know, I was plump. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a fatty, um, <laughs> and but I don't. I didn't. I wasn't as aware of my size as I would be as an adult. Right. At 12, you're just like, we're all kids. I'm right. 12. He's 12, you know? And then you pick a kid up mm-hmm. and you're stronger. You wrestle. You realize you got a little more strength. But it's funny to you. You're like, I'm just so strong. But really, it's because you're just so fat right. and have so much mass that this regular-sized 12-year-old <laughs> can't move you. Right. But at 12, you're like, it's just because I'm so strong. <laughs> so I'll go eat more Rice Krispie Trees. That's <laughs> more strength. You know? So I'm sure this kid was on the same boat as me. He's like, I'm just... I, we're play fighting, but I'm so good at play fighting against this girl. Well, he girl. sounds
2: like he's he's super aggressive, though. Oh, he's you like, haven't well, even heard you, know, that. you haven't even heard that? Cry baby and stuff. Yeah, he, yeah, he was really like Rude. it was
1: the 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 picture that was painted was almost like he was like, oh my god, shut up! Just right, like crying and bleeding and peeing her pants. Right. He's like, I'm gonna go back to watching SpongeBob. Where's Square the remote? Paint. Yeah, you know, grow up, <laughs> you know. So that doesn't exactly make him. So, and then finally he's like oh god she's played she's she won't move now mom. Go get, yeah you know really annoyed <laughs> you know uh <laughs> so um yeah so some people wondered you know whether this was on purpose or if this was just a kid imitating wrestling moves and he didn't know how dangerous they were uh, <laughs> that just
2: reminded me when you when we did that it was like you know your mom called you and then you're like yeah and then she so she don't say anything what and you get, like if you like when we was reenacting, like he got annoyed but you know when your mom used to call you when you was younger like yeah. she'd be like come here or she'd be like Alvin you'd be like yeah uh-huh. and then what do you want and then you like oh gotta get up gotta oh, get I, up again. I've <laughs> yeah. never I, I, I've never done
1: that my mom <laughs> would fuck <laughs> me up
2: no I mean you she's calling you to like for something but you have to get up because she's not answering you oh and you go all the way there and yeah, it's like, like what time is
1: it? Or something stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I used to hate that. I, I have done that. And that's when you go to your room and you fight the air. Yeah, yeah you fight the air and you're like, fucking God,
0: get it yourself.
1: Put some ice in my cup. It's always something stupid. Right. Hand me the remote. It's like right there. Got to start over Mario because of Yeah, this. you know, I can't pause the game. I'm in the middle of a thing. Um, yeah, so again, people wondered if this was on purpose or if it was uh, a kid who didn't realize how dangerous the moves were. Some experts say no there's absolutely no way that this kid was simply that this was simply a kid imitating some wrestling moves this was an absolutely brutal beating one that left poor Tiffany with 35 injuries mm. Tiffany had a cracked skull a broken rib a lacerated liver uh wow. hemorrhage kidneys bleeding in her brain and dozens of bruises all over her little body so he was straight up like ragdoll crazy little, you know and um I this is where it starts to go from, oh, they were play fighting, and he she just hit her head one time on the table. It sounds like he... All those injuries. That's... It sounds like he was fucking her up for a while, and she was yeah. like, stop. She might have been like, stop. Right. And he was like, oh, stop. You know, oh, shut up. I'm winning. You know, but I still think it came from a place of, I want to be the the winner, or mm-hmm. the I want to dominate, or I want to try out these wrestling moves. I don't care if you... You know, almost like it's like... uh Look the people's elbow. Bow. Stop. It's like no. Wait. 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 Hold on. Look the cripple crossface. No, please stop. It's like wait. Hold on. Just one more. I got one more move. And he just was. It sounds like he just was like, this is a this is a one. It's a girl. Mm. You know which you know you, anything you can do, I can do better. I, I'm, was I'm, he? But was he was he doing it on cement? Like no. Shit. They, I mean they were in a, in the basement. Maybe God, it was damn. a hard floor. But I, what I imagine is a this is a girl. She probably doesn't want to wrestle. B b. You have comp- his company over. Maybe he's the only child, mm-hmm. somebody to play with, but she's six. Mm-hmm. But he wants to play the games that he likes to play. Maybe she wanted to play Tea Party. He was like, no, nah, let's play WrestleMania 1999. And then it went, he wanted to keep playing his game, even though she didn't want to. So he's picking her up and flinging her, throwing her places. But the mom's upstairs, so well, she but say, can't regulate. What was regulate the mom doing? So upstairs, she can't hear, but they, she, she told him to be quiet earlier. No, I was a, that was that oh, was that bullshitting was bullshitting on that. That was just a, oh, okay. that was yeah, that was I was a, about to say. Yeah, that was just a um scenario. All that right. that didn't happen. She oh, went okay. upstairs. She might have even went to sleep. She know? she lucky.
2: Yeah, cuz I, I was about to turn up. Maybe she ass.
1: was in the <clears throat> Maybe she was he they were in the basement and she was like two floors up. Oh, okay. I don't know she if gets that. She got pass. Yeah, maybe the door was closed. I mean, it could be so many factors to why or maybe the door was closed, she was asleep. Maybe the door was open
2: but she had her headphones on. Was listening. Maybe to, she was eating chips. You know, you get the crunch and you and can't chips hear. Chips are quite loud. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So man, maybe she was eating chips upstairs, eating chips, watching Sex in the City. Yes. Yeah, you something. know, and you just hear kids screaming. You're like, oh, whatever. They're playing, having a good time. But he was destroying this little girl. Um. Yeah. So with all those injuries, uh, this was a brutal beating that lasted for approximately five minutes, which doesn't sound like a long time. Dang. So it. It had to be more of less of he was doing a bunch of moves and more of the weight disparity and the size disparity and maybe it just was a couple of moves. But with 170 pounds falling on 60 pounds, you're doing damage. Because five minutes isn't a long time. He must have hit her with the walls of Jericho or something. Yeah, I mean, he did a lot of shit to this little girl. Um, Yeah, so this beating lasted approximately five minutes and was equal in force to a fall from a three-story building. A child abuse expert... Um, would later testify to this. Lionel Tate had a previous history of troubles. This is where it gets complicated. Uh he was described as an intelligent boy of average IQ with street smarts. This was not the first time Lionel had um Yeah I don't He's I don't know. That's what I mean. And, I, and and this is what I mean because if you and this is this is probably lawyering, you know, this is the story later on, but especially with young black men in the court system, they will try to make you out to be more of an adult than you are to say that a 12-year-old has street smarts is like what do you mean right. what are you saying i think street smarts implies that you know how to get over on people mm-hmm. maybe you know how to sell drugs mm-hmm. maybe like what does that imply what are you saying about this 12-year-old to this jury you know so implying that this kid is street smart already it's those little um their um their dog whistle terms mm-hmm. like terms that like thug mm-hmm. you know thug is the new nigger you know thug is whenever i hear thug i just that's what you want to say when it's, uh, you know, gangs or, you know, a black kid stole a wallet or whatever. And I hear thug. I, I know what they want to say. Mm. You know, dog, <laughs> this guy's an animal. All you know, all these kind of things. They're all real things that, you know, are used to describe right. certain folks. Hey, once you, know? you said I was like, what? He's 12. Yeah. Street smart. Like, what are you talking about? He's 12. Um, he's not even book smart yet. He's 12 years old. <laughs> Um, Wrestling smart, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, this guy pulled off moves that, you know, like Rikishi moves, throwback wrestler moves. Mm. Um, yeah, so they described him as a, 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 an intelligent boy with average street smarts, with average IQ and with street smarts. And uh, this was not the first time that Lionel had shown a problem with violence. Prior to the murder, he had been suspended from school 15 times. He had also exhibited other behavioral problems, including stealing, lying, and fighting does part of the blame then fall on his mother for ignoring her son's previous behavior and leaving him alone with a six-year-old? Yep. Well, I don't know. Um, I don't think that if I, if I knew my son was bad, right. I don't think that because you have love for your child, I don't think I will go, well, I can't leave this animal alone with the child. He might kill them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I mean, I, obviously you're like, you're bad in school, you need you need to get your behavior on track, you need to stop fighting people, but I don't think that would make me think my son is like Hannibal Lecter and I need to put him in a straitjacket when company comes over and put a muzzle on him and he can't, nobody look at him in his eyes, he's crazy. Well, I wasn't
2: saying that, but I was saying like, as far it need to be more aware, she that's, hold why some was responsibility. Asking, that's why I was asking where the mom was. Yeah, you
1: should, not If first of all, I, I agree with you, and I'm changing my mind because I, I agree with you and, and you saying that, because... What this all boils down to is somebody asked you to watch their kid. Right. Exactly. So you weren't watching yep. their kid. Mm-hmm. You had your 12-year-old watching, mm-hmm. b- watching the kid, basically. So that does make you negligent. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and I, succeed, I succeed that point because it's one thing to let your son be in the basement and you know, you're you like, yeah, he's fine. Mm-hmm. He's watching TV. But if, somebody, if I ask you to watch my child, I mean, wa- like, look after my child. Mm-hmm. I don't mean put right. him in a room and put some Cheetos in the room and just fuck right. off. You know? So, yes. Just check on them here then. Just, yeah, what for
0: What are you guys sure. doing? Uh huh. Yeah. And leave
2: out. But did they, the kids say that? No, nah, it's the mom, you know. Yeah, but. Like, what are you guys doing? You know? Oh, to you know, being like, playful yeah. mom? Yeah. You kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Don't be too loud in here. I don't think that she was this kind of mom. It was more like, what y'all doing in here? Mm hmm. Shut up. Y'all better <laughs> shut up. More like that, you know? Um... Also, so, okay, well, no, I'll get to it because I, I had a question to post to you, but I, I got to get to the trial stuff first. So, um, in 2001, Lionel Tate went on trial for Tiffany Eunick's death. It was determined that he would be tried as an adult for first-degree murder. The prosecution did not believe that there was intent for, or, there was intent or premeditation in Tiffany's murder, but the case still fell under felony murder because it was the result of an aggravated child abuse. So basically, they tried they tried him as an adult, mm-hmm. and then charged him with with aggravated child abuse, even though he was a child. And aggravated child abuse. They charged him with aggravated child abuse and second degree murder. So is
2: that less time? Still no, I, I mean it's murder. Time. Yeah, right.
1: it's murder, but it's it wasn't it wasn't premeditated. Oh, it's okay. all second degree murder. Is it's like crimes of passion or second degree right. murder? Like you oh. just did it, you know. Um. The prosecution offered Tate a plea deal to the lesser charge of second degree murder, for which he would serve a three year plea, a three year prison term. And Tate and his mother, Kathleen, turned down the plea and insist and instead chose to plea innocent to first degree murder in hopes of getting an acquittal. The defense agreed. The defense argued that the death was completely accidental and that Lionel was just imitating wrestling moves he had seen on TV. Now, my question to you is, you know, is 12,
2: you know, mm-hmm. she comes upstairs and she's like,
1: "Oh yeah, papa, there's a little kid in the
2: basement, eh? One, He's- my daughter does not talk like that. So don't, don't switch it up. I'm sorry. Do you have a crystal ball in front of you? What do you mean? is what? Two? Yes.
1: You don't know how she's going to sound in she 10 don't, years.
2: What? Man, Look, if you man, don't talk my, to me like a regular my,
1: person. It's my simulation. All right, whatever. Just listen. All right. So she comes to you, you know, papa. Oh my God, there's a baby in the basement. We were playing and now the baby is muerto. And then what do you do next?
2: You run, go see what's going on.
1: You go see what's going on. The kids right. not breathing, kids dead. Uh-huh. Call the police. Yes. Call the police. Call the police, and you call the parents. You call the police, you call the parents, everything's, you know, the parents sad, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now it comes to the police are arresting Sophia. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, man? It was an accident, eh? Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything, eh? What are you doing? She goes to jail. Mm -hmm. Now you're on trial and you get offered a plea deal for three years or you can take it as far as you can take it and get whatever the jury comes to, you know, final agreement on. Do you take the plea deal or do you fight it because it's your kid? I take the plea deal. You take the plea deal? Yeah. Even if they charge her as an adult, and she's got to go to prison. And that's all she gets three years? That's all she gets is three years, though. Yeah, she's going to serve that three she gonna years. She's going to serve the three years because yeah. you don't want to take the risk of... Not even what, that. What? So
2: she was doing something she wasn't supposed to be doing. So, and so she her punishment this, is... She harmed this little girl, killed this little girl, Yeah. so she's going to do them three you years. You do the crime, you got to do the time. Yes, sir. Okay, I respect that. Yeah. I. She's my child, but hey. For me,
1: in a situation like this, as bad as it sounds, I think I would be the parent that was like, I mean, they were playing. You know, like he's not—he's not guilty.
2: But you got—you got, you got history. Were, you got history, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: That's true. He's so, been
2: suspended thirteen times, gotten fifty. You got—it's history behind that. So history
1: or not with Sophia, though, you're taking the three. So that's you're, different.
2: If we was putting history behind it, if we was saying you that think, you think a jury would sympathize
1: and this—this this was an accident.
2: Yeah. If—if if she didn't have the history that he would, then I'd be like, nah, they was just playing. But Her if fight you fights. got history, and then it's like. So without I the history like, and I'm you fighting. T- you take it to the, taking the door. I'm it all the way oh, yeah, you can take it, as yeah. far
1: as you can take it. And you think you, 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 you're confident. Yeah. Because if you take away his history, it was it a dumb kid. the whole thing. It was a dumb kid, yeah. and, and and he, and he slammed thing. her the wrong way, and it was a messed up right. accident. Yep. Okay. All right. I agree with you. I do agree with you on that. The history makes a difference. Yep. Um, so, yeah, they turned down the plea. Um, and the defense argued that it was an accident. You know, what can we do? This guy didn't. This kid didn't do it on purpose, mm. you know. Um, it took the jury two weeks of deliberation to come back with the verdict guilty of first-degree felony murder. The crime carries a mandatory sentence of life imprisonment without a chance of parole.
2: Whoa, so it got worse. Yeah. That's the part I would be scared of. That's why I was like... That's why I was asking you, yeah, I, but you, had, you
1: already had your own because yeah. you're just like, no, you did it. You served the time. But for me it was like, even if like
2: if But the same also I made that choice was that you, you do what you did, uh-huh. you serve the time, but also you take it that far, it could get worse. You serve exactly. it even more times So oh, three for years, three
1: sure. sure. months just go ahead and take it. Yeah, I know I know of stories in uh drug cases where the the you know, the the federal court might come to you and go, Look, man, we got you on conspiracy to, you know, sell drugs ten years and then you could say i'll take 10 years but conspiracy if you if you're found guilty of conspiracy in court you're talking about you could get 25 to life mm. so you take the 10 but if you're confident you might go fuck that man i'm taking this to the i'm taking this to the door mm. i'm a, i'm going to fight it until i can't fight anymore mm. but you now you take the risk of a annoying the prosecutors yep. taking up time in court yep. you know and then you the ultimate you know, risk is you get all the way to the door and they're like, okay, well, you're guilty. Mm-hmm. And so you're serving the maximum possible sentence.
2: Yeah, or they just take it away. Like, you know what? We're just going to take that away and just give you the, yeah, whatever you deserve. Yeah,
1: exactly. Right. So in this case, the mom was like, no. I, I would imagine she was like, no, like me. Like, this was an accident, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it was a mistake. We could A jury will understand that this was a mistake. We're not going to accept three years in prison. He's 12. But they decided to fight it. And he got sentenced to life in prison without possibility of parole. He probably wouldn't even did that.
2: If 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 he'd
1: have got three years, he'd have been out in one and a half. Yep. You know? And he was 12. He might have been out in six, you know, (laughs) a year, you know? That's great. But you don't want to see your kid do anything, you know? So it's like I get that, but you're right. Like, if I'm a parent with a child with the history that he has, and we're talking about him being tried as an adult and – Facing real big boy numbers, and they gave you three years, and they tell you, "Well, you could you could plea out the three years right now." She, you know, I I would take the three probably as well, you know, because the the other possibility is a lot worse, you know.
2: I know mean, um, she was sick,
1: very sick. I mean, your kid just got sentenced to life without a possibility of parole mm. at twelve years old for murder. That's crazy. Um, tears rolled down Lionel's cheeks as he was handcuffed and led out of the courtroom as after his sentence was handed down
2: also that's your that's your whole damn he's 12 12 years old 12 years old he i don't even
1: (sighs) i don't even think he really has a concept of what prison is yeah what he could be facing any of those things i think it really is he's crying because he got in trouble and because he has to get taken away from his mom but he doesn't even realize Mm. he i don't even think it really at 12 i don't think you can comprehend that like my life is over yeah i will never have children. Uh, I will never go to high school, college. I will never do any of those things. I'll never have sex with a woman, or whatever you prefer, outside and, and fall in love and freedom. That's I don't crazy. think you can even comprehend all of those things. But even then, it was it still. You realize that you're being punished right. and taken away from your family. So
2: that's crazy. That
1: at twelve, at twelve, you can't even. You I can't even understand. That the weight of what just happened right. to you, you know? It's more of a feeling. You know, you feel like something bad just happened, but he can't. He couldn't have comprehended what just happened to him at 12. Life well, in prison was, uh, without parole, yeah, well, you know. You just know you're going to be in prison for the rest of your life, but you don't know about prison. You don't know what prison is really. Right. You just know you're gone. But you don't know the concept of like the risk of being raped and, mm. and and all those things you can't comprehend those things. at He can 12. practice all the
2: wrestling moves now. All these people that on
1: knows. who? <laughs> man, look, if he would have tried to wrestle a grown ass, greasy ass dude in jail, <laughs> nah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think you want to be the um, child molester in jail. <laughs> so I think you might be safe in that way. That don't mean they won't punk you. <laughs> but man, spit sign my shoes, fat bitch. You know, because he's kind of <laughs> chubby. It's almost like Beyond scare Straight, mm. except you never get to leave. That sounds like a nightmare. Mm. You're in jail for killing a kid. You think you get the same treatment as a child killer? If you're a child, what do you think? Um, no. You think that you think the adults are like, man, it's fucked up what they did to you, little homie. I think it's different. You think they have sympathy a, for him because he's a child? Yeah. No, that's fucked up, man. Why you in here? I don't think he should have been sent to prison at all. I think that's like you send him to a hospital.
2: Oh, yeah. Definitely. All the shit he's been through, yeah. Why is prison
1: even on the table? Clearly, this kid has, but that's the whole like street smart and he, this was, he was doing, he meant to hurt this kid. It makes this kid out to be a a, man. It is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, It makes him out to be a man Mm. and a danger to society rather than a kid with behavioral issues who clearly had some kind of. Anger outburst or something, he needs to be taken to. What I think, if anybody that commits a ch- uh, like something, even a murder, under the age of thirteen, mm-hmm. take them to a hospital until the age of eighteen. And in that five-year gap, six-year gap, whatever, if they're if they're eight and they do it at eighteen, reevaluate them. And if you decide this person's still fucked mm-hmm. up, then you send them to prison. Obviously, something is wrong. For them to be that Absolutely. young, to like that something is wrong. Absolutely. So I think, yeah, you monitor them to, them eight, to their 18 in like a you know a, a, a prison hospital. Mm-hmm. Low security, not like... Because, you know, that can... And I'll get to that because I have, like... The story gets sad. Mm. Um, but you send a kid to prison, what do you learn in prison? The American prison system is terrible. All he's going to do is go to prison and come out worse than he was. You're not going to learn good habits. You're not going to come out better. You're not going to come out and be... You, and repent for what you did. You're going to come out a more seasoned criminal. Mm-hmm. So why would you send a kid to a situation like that? Send them to a hospital, evaluate them for the next, you know, six years or so study them, let them, let them see their parents and be a kid. And, but they have to be here. You have to be here. You did something wrong. Right. You can't get out. And then when they turn 18, that's when you decide if maybe they're ready to be integrated back to society with monitoring, or you send them to prison. If you go now, they're 18. You do another psycho psychiatric evaluation. They're like, I'll kill everybody. I'm God. Then <laughs> you go, okay, well, you go to jail. You're crazy. Right. So you need to, this is, you don't need to be back in society. Right. But at, if they go, at 18, they go, yeah, man, you know, I mean, I I don't know. Uh, my dad had a gun and I got my hands on it and I was playing with my friend and I shot him. I, I didn't, I think about it every day. I would, I'm very remorseful. I would love to
2: apologize to his parents. That's a risk. Well, said, well, You I, think but well, like they could be faking yourself. They could be faking But they then you, then again they was 12 years old. So then yeah, you Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah, you know, 18.
2: You're not, it's not not 30, so yeah. Yeah, been,
1: you know, you come to an 18-year-old person 6 years after, right. you know, constant uh, you know, evaluations and talking to them about it for 6 years, and they come to you and say that I my first thought wouldn't be that they're trying to manipulate mm-hmm. me. I would go, this is a kid that that is remorseful for what he did. He made a stupid mistake when he was 12, 11, 10 years old. Let's give this guy a second chance, like a real second chance. And not let him spend, you know, his the rest of his life in jail, becoming a, a animal. Really, jail is,
2: jail is like being in the jungle. But it's a lot. Of, it's a lot to play a part in that than just he made a mistake when he was twelve. Because then you got the parents of of the child that was killed, and he was like, why? Why he deserves a second chance? He took my child away. My kid never gets a chance ever again. Right. Yes, but. And I don't think. I don't think yeah especially in days like this, I don't think the media will be like, eh, you know that would get out and it would cause a whole a whole big blow up, yeah, for some shit like that. I agree, but
1: the purpose of prison should be to rehabilitate people, and Uh-oh. it's just not what the purpose of it is in this country at all, no it makes people worse, so in my perfect utopian world, people would go to jail, realize the errors of their ways, and be given the tools to come out and have a higher that's chance of was, not committing those crimes Yeah, That's what it was
2: built, yeah, built for, but it ain't being used that
1: Well, way. I don't want to get into the prison industrial complex. That's not what prison was built for. That's what it should be for. That's what I mean. That's I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. That's what it should be for. Right. The purpose of, it, yeah, the purpose of you, punishment you, you, should right. be you learn the errors of your way, and then you don't do them mm-hmm. anymore. And that's not what jail just makes you a better criminal. Right. So let me explain to you how he became a better criminal. Or worse criminal, however you see it. Um... Yeah, so he's taken out of the courtroom crying, you know. Um, After his conviction, many people took up the case. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. After his conviction, many people took up the cause of pleading for leniency in the sentencing of Lionel Tate because, um, oh, including the lawyers who prosecuted him in court. So even though they're the ones who put first-degree murder on the table, even though they're the ones who decided that he should be tried as an adult, once he was sent, I guess they thought all those things would scare the mother into taking the plea deal. But it didn't and the the case went full course and he got sent to jail for life. So now this is happening. Now the, the lawyers who were the prosecutors are like, yeah, man. I mean, come on.
2: He's a kid.
1: But it's like... But you put this stuff on the table,
2: you know? Um, <laughs> so they changed it, I'm guessing you was about to say. They took it away. No, they didn't change oh, it. They it. Oh. It's already
1: over but they're, oh, in, okay. they're in the news like, yeah, I mean, that was kind of harsh, you know? To me, that's like... That's like, um, which happens to me a lot at work, and it's uh, starting to piss me off, and just in life in general. People who voted for Donald Trump, you don't get to be a part of the party. You don't get to come up to me and be like, "Man, this guy's a fuck up," right? I mean, I voted for him, but fuck this guy, am I right? Fist bump me. It's like, no, I mean, fuck you. you know I mean, not fuck you, but like, you don't get to. You did it, and then, but you get to be a part of the people who are like, we. We didn't want this ever. Well,
2: people that, re- recognize they made a mistake.
1: Yeah. You know? And you don't you don't get to be to. a part of the... You right. don't get to come to the fuck Donald Trump party. Right. You don't get to do it. Because you... No. How does that make sense to you? Mm. You are the one that wanted to try him as an adult and put first degree murder on the table. And then when the mom doesn't take the plea deal and the court... The trial goes to... to the court... The case goes to trial and this kid ends up getting life. You're like, man, that was harsh. And I... I'm... I don't know if the judge said it as sassy, but I I took it as sassy, and it made me laugh. So the the prosecutor said all that, and the judge told the prosecution that if they didn't want, if they didn't believe he should receive a harsh sentence, they should have never charged him with first-degree murder. Right. And that's how I read it. I was like, well, you shouldn't have did it. All I can do is, (laughs) all I can do is bang my gavel and say what the jury said. That's my job here. I hear the case. What the jury say, guilty, bam. Okay, well, guilty. Okay, let's see. Guilty, page 47. Guilty means life. Mm-hmm. With no parole, that's the judge's sentencing. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't want him to do that, you shouldn't have put it on the table. Right. What do you want me to do? I didn't do this. You did it. <laughs> so <clears throat> Lionel Tate would get a second chance, though. In 2003, an appeals court threw out his conviction on the basis that he wasn't given a mental competency hearing prior to his trial. Tate then pleaded guilty to second-degree murder, and the state chose not to retry him but rather give him the deal he had turned down three years prior. He was credited for the three years he served in the juvenile facility, which was to be followed by a year on house arrest, 10 years probation, 1,000 hours of community service, and mandatory counseling. In January 2004, Lionel walked out of jail a free man, aside from the monitoring device attached to his ankle. Unfortunately, Lionel would not make the most of his second chance. In September 2004, Lionel was discovered outside of his home by police with a knife, which was a violation of his parole. The judge extended his pro- his probation to 15 years and told him that if he was caught in violation again, he would go back to prison. And here's another thing about this prison, this this um this justice system that I think is disgusting, is the lengthy paroles. Now. In this case, this kid is responsible for somebody's death. However, they charged him with second-degree murder, and they gave him three years in jail, right? Hmm. Why on earth? Now, it was originally 10, but then he got caught with a knife. But I don't know his circumstances. He didn't get caught with a knife, like, stabbing somebody. He just got caught with a knife. I don't know his circumstances. I don't know where he lives. Maybe he needs to carry a knife. He feels like he needs to carry a knife for protection. I don't think that if you live in a neighborhood that is considered to be a dangerous one— you walk around thinking, well, I mean, I don't want to get robbed, but I can't carry a knife. What did because- a pocket knife? Did they yeah. say it was, a, it pocket was like knife. a pocket knife? Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to get robbed by anybody, and people get robbed in this neighborhood all the time. But I'm on probation, so I I can't carry this knife around. It's like, what? No, I need to protect myself. Right. So he didn't get caught hurting somebody with the knife. He just got caught with a knife. So they upped his probation from 10 years to 15 years. Now on probation, you have to pay like monthly fees. You can't smoke weed. Which, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that's bad or anything, but you can't smoke weed, you can't leave the state, there's so many different things and if you break any of these things, you go back to jail for your original sentencing. What so, are you paying money for probation for? Um Um The visits or something? Well, no, I'm wrong. If you're on if you're on monitoring, you have to pay for Oh, I'm about to say I might be wrong. I don't know if you have to pay anything for um for being on probation, but you do have to do weekly visits and all this right, kind of stuff. It's right. like it's very time consuming, you know. Yeah. And if you don't make those visits or you piss dirty or any of these things, you, you, whatever second degree murder comes with, that's what you're going back to jail for. Mm. And if that's, but you have to do that now for 15 years. You can't leave the state for 15 years. You can't smoke weed for 15 years. You can't do all these things for 15 years. And it's almost like, it's like, um, it's like putting somebody in a in a box for lines. And then saying it's a real tight box. And they say, well, if you step out of this box, you get in big trouble. Mm. But it's like, I mean, can I technically stand here in this box? Yeah, but it's really hard. And, you know, it's really easy to fuck up and then send you right back to prison. Fifteen years a long. But time. people get probation for like you petty theft. You get six months in jail and seven years probation. That's crazy. You know, that's what happened to Meek Mill. That's why Meek Mill's in jail.
2: He violated,
1: he violated his parole or violated. Yeah. Violated his probation. And then they're like, okay, well now you got to go to jail for X amount of years, whatever, whatever you, you got out and didn't have to serve the rest of, you got to go serve the rest of it now. And it's like, this is, we're talking about a guy. Now, not everybody's a meat mill situation where you can fly to different states and make money. And mm-hmm. that's your job. Kind of, but you know, to trap somebody in their state, in their living situation, which might not be the best and say, now, you have to stay in this neighborhood, and if you fuck up in this environment that's designed to make you fuck up, you go back to prison. Every time you walk out your doors, people selling drugs, people mm-hmm. committing murders, people trying to... Old friends, like, yo, I got a quick lick we can hit, and da 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 And you're broke, and you have to make decisions, and you have to make the right decision every single time, even though you're in a pit of snakes. Mm-hmm. You know? I just think probation is a little fucked up. So... He got caught with a knife. They extended his probation from ten years to fifteen years. You know, which is ten is already bad enough, but fifteen is, you know, that's even longer. Um, yeah, they told him, and once he, you know, got bumped to fifteen years, and they told him that if he was caught in violation again, he would go back to prison. It wasn't long before Tate would again be in trouble. In May of two thousand five, he was caught with he was charged with armed robbery, armed burglary, armed burglary with battery and violating his parole in connection with the robbery of a pizza man at gunpoint. Mm. The pizza man identified Lionel Tate as the one who pointed a gun at him. And again, I don't want to say that he, you know, maybe he, maybe all this time he was a street smart kid who was bad and all this kind of stuff, but also, you know what doesn't help that? Going to prison and 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 becoming worse. And now you get out of jail, you maybe got a little muscle on you. Maybe you got a little grit on you. Maybe you joined a gang while you were in prison. How old was he now? 16, 17. Oh. You know, now you got a little, you know, got a little, got a little chip on your shoulder. You know, he's you, still young. He's still very still young. young. This, guy's, this guy's life was thrown away. That's crazy. Um. Yeah. So uh, he was identified as the man who pointed the gun at him. Take claim to the judge. He was hearing voices and wanted to kill himself. Wow. And a psychiatric evaluation was ordered. In the end, he was found competent to stand trial because, of course, he was, you know, Mm -hmm. like um, whether. I don't know what studies can be. I don't know what um, tests can be done to tell that man he's lying. You know what I mean? About what? Like if I say I'm hearing voices and I'm having suicidal thoughts, Mm -hmm. what can they do to say you're lying? And when you think about the trauma of committing a murder, being sent to jail for life in prison with adults mm-hmm. or, well, he got sent to juvenile detention and I'm assuming he was being sent there until he turned of age and then would be sent to a maximum security prison. Right. But even still, those juvenile prisons are pretty rough too. So you go from living outside, being free at 12 to now you're in juvenile prison with, you know, 17, 16 year old kids fighting and all this kind of shit. And all the mental stress of all those things. How can you tell that man that he's lying? And that, nah, man, you you pointed a gun at somebody, you're you're competent to stand trial. That's bullshit. I don't believe you. You know? Mm. So, but that's what they said. They said he was competent to stand trial. Um, In May of 2006, he pled guilty to gun possession, which violated his probation and was sentenced to 30 years imprisonment. The judge was somber when he said, in plain English, Lionel Tate, you have run out of second chances. Mm. Before he laid down his sentence... In February of 2008, he pled no contest to, ro- to the robbery charge and was sentenced to 10 years to be served concurrently with his ser- his 30-year sentence. Damn. And concur- well, concurrently just means you're going to serve that 10 within the 30. Oh, if it would have been consecutive, then it would have been 40 years. Oh. But concurrently just means you're also charged with this, but it's lumped in with the 30. So oh. you serve the 30 while you're serving the 10. You serve the so, 10 while you're serving so the 30. So
2: once you do 10, it's like, well, that part of that charge is over. You just got your 10 left. Yeah,
1: that 10... You serve the the ten of that and ten then. of your thirty. You take ten of that, but you just
2: it's two crimes. So that's in that what I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you what I'm saying. So you, so saying after you do that ten years, is like whatever part of that crime you already served time for that. You now still you got just the gotta do your rest of, of your that. twenty. Right, okay. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. Um,
1: yes, yeah, so, uh, Tate is currently in prison serving his time, but is now um, proclaiming his innocence in the pizza robbery case. Tate claims that it was possibly another man who committed the crime a friend of his who made a statement to police that had seen Tate commit that he had seen Tate commit the robbery. So basically saying he was it. framed or set up or whatever. Nice pet. Um but yeah, that who was knows? that was um that was Lionel Tate, the young boy who hey. killed a girl with wrestling moves.
2: He was he was fucked up from the jump.
1: Yeah, um he definitely had issues. Whether or not I'm conflicted, you know, like, um, cause when you say 12, it's just so young, but you can be 12 and be fucked up and be violent. Maybe he did it on purpose. Maybe he, I don't think that he wrestled that little girl with the intent to kill her. Maybe he wrestled that girl with the intent to assert his dominance, his dominance. Maybe he wrestled that girl to assert, you know, to, to hurt her, to, 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 to just cause he likes to hurt people, you know, maybe it was that, but I don't think he meant to kill her. Now, does that make it okay that he, you know... Maybe if, he
2: thought she was playing along. So
1: maybe, like, you know, who, who knows? I wasn't there, you weren't there, right. so we don't know. But it's, I find it hard to believe that a the, a 12-year-old boy, like, beat a little girl to death. Yeah.
2: But the mom still doesn't get up the
1: hook. No, and I think that in this case, she, yeah. should, she should be responsible for serving some jail time. At the very least, the mother of the little girl should have took her to civil court yeah. and sued her proper. Mm-hmm. And took whatever she had, you know, I, I mean... I don't know if that necessarily makes you that doesn't make up for the the loss of your your child still gone. Right. But at least you get some kind of justice. You know, I I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm always iffy about that civil case stuff, but I mean something, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't think they would have charged the mother with, you know, child negligence or mm-hmm. something. I don't think I, I didn't read anything that they did, but it's like, why should the parent be off the hook? That's how I feel about these these kids going and shooting up schools. If you shoot up a school with your parents gun, the parents should be getting whatever charge you get is my is my thought. Mm -hmm. If you go into school and you kill 25 kids and you're being charged with manslaughter and you did it with your dad's gun because he had a gun that was accessible to you, Mm you. Your dad should be charged with manslaughter, not charged with, you know, child endangerment, not charged with, you know, neglect or any of that kind of shit. You should be charged with whatever your son got charged with, because if your son went and bought a gun, that's completely different than. You were iris- right. an irresponsible gun owner and had a gun around that allowed your child to go out and kill somebody, and that's my thoughts on it. And that's my thoughts on it. Not as not as much though in a case where you know a kid beat up a kid with a with their fist. But if you you were directly uh, responsible for your child having the tools to commit, you know, to put somebody's life in danger, I think you should be held responsible as well. Yeah. But this mother went upstairs and left this kid you know
2: that's just like if I've seen videos where kids get in fights and the mom's there like beat his ass beat his ass like, yes. what if that goes completely if, left yes. and somebody gets seriously hurt if that kid what? if you're there and you're egging your kid on the
1: fight that kid and your kid picks that kid up and slams his head on the concrete mm-hmm. and that kid's dead you are also responsible yep. for second degree murder or yep. whatever the charge that that kid is you're an accomplice to that murder mm-hmm. because you're an adult and you didn't step in and help Right. and that's yeah so I yes for sure and so it's circumstantial, but there are plenty of cases where I feel like if the cat if the kid got charged, you should get charged too. Yep. And with the same exact crime. But that was my affirmative murder for the week. Um, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, it's Fran's turn to tell you some fucked up shit. So stay tuned. And we are back. And really quick before I throw it to Fran, I just want to once again I want to thank all the listeners, everybody who's on the Facebook group, everybody who's you know on the Twitter interacting with us. Um, Everybody who's left a review or subscription to the iTunes and just gave us feedback or no feedback. Maybe you just went on there and was like, you know something? I really like the styles of Taylor Swift's music and um, five stars. That's cool, too. Whatever you feel. It's not about us. We just need the ratings because this algorithm, nobody can figure out why. But the reviews get you more popular on iTunes. And I don't understand it, but it doesn't matter. What we need you guys to do is if you like us and you listen to us, that's cool. But just go and just drop a little quick review if you haven't done so already. Five stars, you know, show some love. And also, please, if you have constructive criticism, drop that too. But don't be a dick and put one star unless that's really how you feel. And you can do that. And then you can also drop your address in the review because we can meet up and we can shoot a fair one. Because if that's really how you feel when we're just two people trying to succeed in life and do something that we love, then you got no problem with me showing up and we can shoot five minutes. That's nothing. Now, Fran, it is your turn to tell us some fucked up shit. Your affirmative murder this week is?
2: Yes, my affirmative murder this week is Timothy Wilson Spencer. But first, um, I'm going to go ahead and mention that uh, since I'm the superstar of this podcast, I've been pretty busy, so Mm -hmm. I had a. I hired an assistant to do my story for me so Oh you hired an assistant I hired an assistant to do my story, I'm, your, I'm, 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 I'm just busy You mean your girlfriend wrote no, your had, story I for hired you. my assistant to do my story for me so Um guys let me know if if uh this if I've done this story before cuz if so I'm going to have to I'm going to have to fire uh Jim yeah. who was my assistant Your assistant so, Jim I just want to put that out there Where did you find Jim don't worry about it, man. It's my assistant. I'm Whoa. the superstar of this okay. podcast. I don't have time. Yeah, guys. So apparently, if you guys have heard this
1: story before, it's because Jim fucked yes, up. Jim will be fired. He'll be. You hear fired that, Jim? He'll be fired. So let's hope Jim did his job well. So
0: uh,
2: his name is Timothy Wilson Spen- Timothy Timothy Wilson Spencer. Okay. Also known as the Southside Stringler, South was South an Strangler. American serial killer who committed three rapes and murders in Richmond, Virginia, mm-hmm. and one in Arlington, Virginia. Mm. In the fall of 1987 In addition he was believed to have committed At least one previous murder in 1984 For which For which a different man David Vasquez Was Mm -hmm. wrongfully convicted Spencer grew up In one of the toughest black neighborhoods in Arlington Called Green Valley Okay, Sounds scary He was known to police as the prolific What? Doesn't really sound scary Yeah, Yeah it does man I'm from the streets I know I know Oh my bad well then I I secede to your point. He was known he was known the to, streets, so. he was known to police as, as a pro, prolific home burglar. So uh Spencer became uh the first serial killer in the United States to be convicted on a basis of DNA evidence. Mm. That's why that was um that has something to do with David Vasquez being charged for something that he didn't do before his, before the DNA evidence came out. So they didn't have the DNA evidence they
1: just he just fit the he fit the profile before the DNA evidence. Yeah, so they went. I'll
2: get to that. I think okay. I'll get to it. Okay. So, um, his first victim was Debbie Dudley Davis, a 35 year old account account executive, was murdered between 9 p.m. September 18th, 1987, and 9:30 a.m. of September 19th, 1987. Um, in her Westover Hills apartment, where Richmond police discovered her naked body lying on the bed, she had been strangled with. A, lit, a ligature and, rat, and ratchet type device hmm. The medical examiner determined that Her cause of death was a ligature strangulation So He broke into her window Her kitchen window That's how he got in her house Right. So In the video I watched They were saying that How the, It was it's the side of the house So you have a window And then it's like On the side of the house You have steps that go down Okay Downstairs, I guess, like to a basement or like a laundry room, or something. Right. So they're saying for him to even get to that window, it was like a chair. He had he it was a chair that he had to use to jump from. <laughs> it was like a rail. It was like a rail, and it was a chair you could put there to get into the window. But oh, they were so saying like a cat. Burglar. He had to be super athletic and in shape for him to do something like that. Well, he's black, so <laughs> for him to do something like that to get to the window. So yeah, this guy's like a like a cat burglar, like legit. Yeah, some slick shit. Yeah, what do they call him, you know. The police known for him to be a home burglar, so they like, well, this guy's the best at it. Yeah, Um, so she had her hand. They found her with her hands tied behind her back with shoes with shoelaces. Mm. She had two socks tied around her neck. She mm. was sexually assaulted, then redressed after the crime. Oh, that's where it gets crazy. Yeah, and they said uh detective said that there was a large amount of semen, which could possibly came from masturbation. Um, and they said the detectives believe that he would. Why they like they saying like this guy busts off? Yeah. I mean, they were semen there. Why they gotta add that? Well, I'm guessing this they, guy shoots ropes. <laughs> well, I'm guessing it was maybe it was semen on top of the clothes or something. I don't know. But they were saying that it was a a crazy amount of semen there for <laughs> it had it, it, he had to masturbate to get that amount of semen. So I'm what? He, like, I guess he had to do it over and over again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's what they said. This there was amounts the was of said. semen never before seen. So which the text yeah, there were gallons that he, of semen at the scene. He would rape her and then choke her, wait till she come to, and then do it all over again. That's That sounds like a hell. Yeah. Uh, his second victim was Dr. Susan Helms. Uh, was murdered at her, 31, her West 31st Street home in the night of October 2nd, in the early morning of October 3rd. <clears throat> the police were called by her husband after he returned home and discovered her partially clothed mm. body on the floor. Of the couple's bedroom closet I
1: could not imagine
0: Yeah
2: Mm. I mean not to Not to be like
1: Possessive over a woman But I would be I would be so ready To murder somebody If they did that You know To my girlfriend Or my wife Mm. And, And Not because like They did that to This thing that is mine Or whatever It's just like You love this person This person kinda Forced themselves Took this took this person and did these terrible things it just it would it would that would i would yeah i that's a, that's I'd be ready to kill somebody for that
2: yeah, that's um, awful yeah right to feel that way, but it's just the beginning of that part I would be like you would you would be in shock you would be like what the fuck just yeah it obviously like, it's all about you know getting them right
1: better and whatever they need but in the back of my head, I'll be like, if, I, if they find this person, I'm oh gonna yeah, kill that's this something. person
2: for sure. Yeah, it's like it's not even like let not find. Them. Let me find them. And yeah, that's exactly right. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So Helms was a, resi- a resident and a neurosur- in neurosurgery in the Medical College of Virginia in Richmond. Her attacker apparently gained access to her house by cutting out a large portion of the, the second-story bedroom window screen. I don't know how the, the hell second story. Right.
1: Is he a superhero? <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 fucking got clowned
1: up the fucking. <laughs> okay, so, uh- <laughs> look. I've seen the movie Unbreakable by M. Night Shyamalan, so I'm going to start taking down a list of the things that you say about this guy, because he might be a superhero. Okay. So one, he busts off Major. Yeah. Two, he can somehow get to second,
2: second story, story windows, windows to break cut, in the house. And Helms. cut him out. Yes. Screens. That's two. We might have a superhero yeah. on our So hands. the medical examiner determined that the cause of Helm's death was a lig- ligature strangulation, just like the first one. Um, a call apparently caused by two belts found around her neck. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So she was assaulted, identical to Debbie Davis, but she was badly beaten. Um, after the murder crime scene was after the murder, the crime scene was, was clean covered. Like he covered his tracks. It was nothing they could find. They couldn't find anything. Um, at this point they had no suspects, so they couldn't, they had no leads on anything. They just, they had two victims. At this point, I don't think they connected them yet, but I think they had an idea, but they didn't connect them yet. Almost
1: like a ghost
2: did it? Superpower Maybe. number three. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so it's a medical examiner said that her death by strangulation possibly took up to 20 minutes. Damn. Yes. Yeah. Um. Before she... Before she... Oh, I, I put Todd. Before she died... Um. No, he tied because he would choke her slowly, to a point where she would stop. Yeah. Then then he he would do it again. Yep. And then, um, but uh, again, they had he had the two belts wrapped around her neck. So based off what the detectives know, Spencer gets off by letting his victims know that he has complete control over his victims' life. Mm. Also, the same. I don't
1: think you've done this story before. Okay.
2: Also, with the same way the victims were killed, detectives knew they they was dealing with a serial killer and the people in Richmond and, and the Arlington area um, was in complete panic. They said that all the hardware stores sold out of deadbolt locks, and people was nailing their windows shut. Mm. This guy's a super villain. Let me change my <laughs> He's not a superhero. Yeah, um, yeah so d- detectives, detectives discovered the two women, and somehow they were connected. Debbie Davis was a bookseller at, the, at a store in the mall. Susan bought books in the store... That Debbie worked in, mm. and Susan wrote a check to Debbie for the purchase of the books that Debbie sold Susan. Oh. Got that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Money exchanged hands between yeah. the two. Yeah. At on, a bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> on November 22nd, Diane Cho, a 15-year-old high school student, was found in her family's apartment located in Gavilan Court in Chesterfield County near Richmond.
1: What floor was the apartment on?
2: Did I say? They didn't say. An apartment. <laughs> it's oh, wait. It's something else, too. Yeah, so she was too raped and strangled in circumstances similar to Davis and Houndsman. Uh, I had some notes about this. Um. Yeah, so he broke in her window, uh-huh. her bedroom window, with her brother and family in the other room. What? Yes. He tied her up and strangled her just like he did the other ones.
1: While the family's in the house, right? While the family's the in the other room.
2: So at this this crime scene with Diane Cho, that's when they found um a hair follicle. On the best sheets. Okay. So um, then she, they found out that she lived a mile away from the mall, which is called Cloverleaf Mall. Mm. And does that sound like that's this in a good was a neighborhood? No, it sounds like a good neighborhood actually. Okay, cool. S- yeah. So and this was the mall that Spencer hang out. This was the hangout area. Was that mall? Um. So Spencer's final victim, Susan Tucker, forty-four, is believed to have been raped and murdered in her condominium in Arlington, Virginia on or on or about um, November 27th of 1987 however her body was not found in her apartment until December 1st so they said when they got to that crime scene it the smell was horrible this is not Diancha this, no, this is another this, this is this is Suzanne Tucker this is okay, another victim right, okay okay yeah despite the change in location her injuries left detectives certain that her death was caused by a murderer now dubbed by the press as the S- southside strangler um, so on January 16th, 1988, Renna Chaparis, hope I'm saying that right, and Michael, um, Hilaire were found dead within a few blocks of each other in a circumstance which appeared similar to the previous murders.
0: Two though, people? Yeah.
2: Though initially thought to be the work of the Southside Strangler, um, Chaparis' death was determined to be a work of a copycat. Wow. As she had been raped as previous victims and... St- H- Hilaire's d- uh death was ultimately determined by to be a death by suicide, so that get that gets kind of confusing.
1: Do you think he walked in and saw his girlfriend dead and then killed himself?
2: I don't know. Or he did it and killed himself. I don't. These are two random people. These are two. Yeah, random people.
1: but I'm just I'm just throwing you out. You just some, throwing some, the ideas. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Maybe he did it
2: and then killed himself. Maybe. But oh. they've saying it was work of a copycat though. Oh, you mean like he strangled her and was yeah. also killed So Okay, I gotcha. I thought you meant like I thought you meant like it was he just like shot her and it was like, Oh, I did something bad and just killed himself. No, nah, like he okay. it was something okay, I Yeah. Got you. So, uh Okay, so on on January twentieth, nineteen eighty eight, Arlington County police arrested Timothy Wilson Spencer, a twenty five year old Richmond resident for the rape and murder of Susan Tucker in the Arlington home. Police established that Spencer had traveled from Richmond to Arlington during the period of her death to spend Thanksgiving with his mother, who lived about a mile from Tucker's home. He was charged with the murders of Debbie Davis, Susan Helms, and Diane Cho. At the time of the Richmond murder, Spencer had been staying in the Southside Richmond Parole's halfway house within walking distance of both Davis and Helms' residents. Mm. <clears throat> so, also I got... So then he was, while he was serving the B&E at the halfway, that's how he got caught. Yeah. Uh, at the halfway house, um, he stayed, they said he stayed to himself. He eventually, he, he didn't talk to anybody while he was there. But the one person he talked to was a female, a female staff member who car he used to work on during the day, because that's something he had to do while he was at the halfway house. Right. So um, during this time, he would use her car while uh-huh. he was working on it to go from there to the mall. So they was going back and forth. Right. So like all, they say also during his days He was visiting his favorite spot was the hangout At the mall Um, So Susan Tucker that's the, his last victim Was home alone And then uh, She was home alone while her husband was on vacation So uh, Susan Tucker 44 Is believed to have been raped again In her condominium in Arlington In November 27th However her body was not found I already said this skip that part Yeah so He broke her house by entering her basement window Okay. So this is this is a different way of entry. Um, she was found nude, tied behind her back, and they said that her feet were tied, her hands were tied, and her feet were tied. And then there was a it was a rope going from her feet
0: to her connected hands. to her
2: hands to run her, to her head. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they again, they said it was an unusual amount of semen found on the blankets near her body
1: okay so semen big loads okay so (laughs) big loads cat-like abilities stealth beyond human abilities and now also he has the ability to tie knots that are impossible like he was like like he was a cow yeah like he like like a cowboy right like she was
2: yeah like it was a rodeo yeah I don't think this guy might be a super villain. So detectives believe that he was killing her while he was masturbating. What? Yeah. Super sick. So then by like all at the o- same time. I don't know. Maybe. So then by all the facts, they automatically knew it was Spencer, of course. So before the murders, he did other crimes that escalated from burglary, and then to breaking the burglary, and then what to say, um, to arson. From that, so it's burglar, arson, then murder. Rape. So, yeah. It, yeah, so it was just rape, murder, yeah, rape, slash murder. So, he they said that he would also rob one house, then go next door and wait for those women to get home. What he would like, he would go to a house, rob the house, uh-huh. then go next door, and then and rob that's the when, house. yeah, and rob the house, or wait till one of these women will come home and then rape, and then them. rape them, yeah.
1: So, sometimes he might rob and rape, yeah. sometimes he might. Rob, and then go next door and rape. Yep. Damn, man,
2: this guy just really was just living free. Yeah. Doing what he wanted to do. Yep. So they Like said, a pirate. Yeah. They said Spencer was sitting in the mall for hours. This is a hangout spot. He was sitting in the mall for hours and watched these three women. These three women. So he had these women picked out. Do you remember the guy on the bench? No. Was that a movie? No. What? Remember when we worked at the mall? I don't know if you Oh, you're talking about the guy he they used to, out, uh-huh. used to sit outside of Abercrombie. He's sitting in the same bench. I know you talking about the It's
1: yep. Abercrombie, okay? Whatever. I know you don't have much respect for it, and because you wanted to put people on blast, I got Fran a job at Abercrombie in the back. Because he wasn't a sex symbol like I was. Right. Folding clothes like a peasant. Right. I was a model, working in the front with my chest on display, flip flops, toes out, looking like a sex god. Sure. As he toiled away in the back scanning shirts, sure. getting me the things that I needed for the customers in front. How long did you work there? Several years. Okay. I was um, not
2: there that long because I, I upgraded, but go on. Anyways. Go on.
1: But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I would see a lot because I was in the front, not in the back. Sure. Me. In the front, there was a guy and we nicknamed him the guy on the bench because he would sit out in the lobby or out in the hallway of the, of the, of the mall you know, in between stores, it was actually in between Forever Twenty One and H and M. And whenever women would walk by, this guy would sit there for a solid three hours at least. And whenever women would walk by, he would whip his head. I mean, like for like viciously whip his head as after they walked by him and stare at them. He had these big bug eyes and a a t shirt with no sleeves. And I mean, he whip his head left. He would whip his head right. And it was so it made me so uncomfortable that I was I was sure he was a serial killer. And I don't, but I don't think it's this guy because he was not in the best shape. But this is reminding me of that guy, the guy on the bench, Thought who I, I was able to see because I was in the front and not in the back, like sure. a, some kind of mongoloid or monster in the back. Yeah, sure. Nobody wanted to see. And fold.
2: Clothes. Can I finish my story, please? Yeah, yeah, Thank you. On. Sorry, man. Go ahead. You're a star. Hey. So Spencer first came to trial in Arlington, Virginia, on January 11, 1980, for the rape and burglary murder of Susan Tucker. Um. Yeah, so Spencer was convicted and sentenced to death following the presentation the presentation of DNA evidence linking him to the Tucker crime scene, the first case which is the first case in Virginia to which DNA was successfully used to prove an offender's identity. Yeah. Following his conviction for the Tucker murder, Spencer again went on trial, this time in Richmond for the rape, burglary, and murder of Debbie Davis. DNA evidence in the form of in the form of semen and hairs collected at the scene of Debbie Davis Murder was determined to be consistent with Spencer's DNA. Forensics, forensic evidence given at his trial indicated that the statistical likelihood that the DNA found at the crime scene came from someone other than Spencer was one in 705 million. Mm. Spencer was convicted of the rape, burglary, and capital murder of Debbie Davis on September 22nd of 1988. Spencer came to trial again in Richmond for the rape and burglary murder of Susan Helms on January 17th he was convicted and sentenced to death again following the introduction of DNA evidence linking him to the scene of Helm's murder so he was just piled on he got caught all in the all in the wrong time yeah so following the successful conviction of Spencer for the Tucker Davis and Helms murders his DNA was compared with samples collected at other crime scenes yep. including both open and apparently closed cases as a result of these investigations it was determined that DNA evidence linked him to the 1984 murder of Karen Ham, A crime for which David Vasquez has been convicted in the early 1985. Okay. So he gets vindication. He yep. gets to get out of jail. Yep. So uh, while the standard of the DNA evidence was determined to be inconclusive, FBI investigators were sufficiently confident given the factual similarities to, to the more recent crimes to report <clears throat> their conclusion that Spencer... Most likely was responsible for the hand murder, among others. Vasquez was granted and conditional, granted and conditional pardon of her murder on January 4, 1980, 1989, having served five years of a 35-year prison sentence, mm. and become the first American to be exonerated on the basis of ex, wait, basis of contradict contradictory. DNA evidence Yes
1: Shout out to the Freedom Project also They they specialize in doing that And they've been exonerating oh, really? a lot That's of cool. people As of late in the past few years Of you know With DNA evidence Would they just go over a whole bunch of cases They or? go back over old cases That oh, might shit. have You know pe- People might point, point out to them Or wow. come to them and say This guy says he's innocent Can you look over the case And they've, they've exonerated a lot of people cool. So shout out to them Make a donation
2: For me not you. Um, I mean I mean if you want to, do it. <laughs> yeah, despite the conclusion of investigators as his guilt, Spencer was never in fact charged or convicted for Karen Ham's murder. DNA evidence was not sufficiently conclusive in Diane Cho's case. Nevertheless, Spencer was tried and convicted for her murder. Spencer appeals against his conviction for the murders of Susan Tucker, Debbie Davis and Susan Helms were all turned down. So he
1: said he didn't do any of the shit. Yeah.
2: Thing. The United States Court of Appeal affirmed and it's judgment that the reliance on the evidence based on the DNA technology and obtaining Spencer's conviction was safe. So Timothy Wilson Spencer was executed on April 27, 1994 oh. in Greensville Correctional Cent- Greenville Correctional Center in Jarrett, Virginia. He was put to death in the electric chair. They must not have had a very long list. That's the most fast. Yeah. I don't know if I've
1: done too <laughs> many stories where I said this person was sentenced to death and this person is dead. Yeah. A lot of times they're still on waiting on death row. Yeah, he wow. did this
2: in '84, so it took well, less than ten years. To yeah, it. yeah. Um, a couple facts, like I said about him when he was in the mall, he followed. These wasn't three women, just three random women. He picked these women out and followed these women also. Right. Um. And then they said at some point during the trial he wanted to see the crime pictures again to get off. Yep. To get off. Yep.
1: Um. That's yeah. another thing. In the show Mind Hunters, they say don't do that. Don't do what? Don't show people, don't show people crime scene fo- like don't. If you have a guy, the that's suspects, like a, uh, yeah, oh, okay. Don't show him that because they might just want him for their own weird reasons. Mm. The same thing happened in Hannibal too. The movie like uh, Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. He wanted to see some crime scene photos, but it gives them like gratification to see them, so
0: that's you don't crazy. show them.
2: Yeah. Um. One detective, another. You might you might agree with this. One of the detectives that worked in the case was asked, was he's coming down to Spencer's death penalty. He said no. Quote, he said, quote, no, I deal with death every day. It's just a legal way for the state because you're still killing somebody. I'm not saying that he didn't deserve to die because he would never kill nobody, but he doesn't He doesn't agree with the death penalty.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know if I agree with if He's basically saying I don't believe in an eye for an eye, and that's not the reason I don't agree with the death penalty but I don't agree with the death penalty. He's saying like, you know, he killed somebody so you kill him. It's still death. I don't think that that's mm-hmm. I don't think that's right or whatever. I mm. don't that's not why I don't agree with the death penalty. Mm. Um, but I don't agree with the death penalty, so I guess technically we are on the same team.
2: Yeah. So that was Timothy Wilson Spencer, aka the self-sized strangler.
1: Yeah, I don't think you've done that guy before. I would have noticed um a uh, super-powered, almost Eric Killmongerish <laughs> uh abilities guy. I, I've never heard of a guy that well, busts Jim, off. Well,
2: Jim is lucky. His job is saved.
1: Yeah, well, good job, Jim. Stephanie. Is his
2: name Jim? Mm. Does he name,
1: Her name's Stephanie. Um, but um, the abilities that this guy put on display in the story um, are worthy of a Marvel character or DC character. I mean, he busts off m- massive loads, gallons, um, he has cat like abilities. He is silent, almost like that of a hollow man. Um, Rope tying ability. I mean, I've, this story I've never heard of. And one of the details that you <laughs> left out that Excuse I thought would tie to another story is that he, that he was described as a negroid and you left that out. Um, because when you told me that you thought you did this, or you thought Jim, I'm sorry, when you told me yeah. you thought Jim, Jim did this, assistant. you when you told me told me you thought Jim did this, you said that one of the descriptions of this guy was that he is a negroid, and um, that they was, said they
2: found a, a negroid hair follicle on the sheets. Yeah, um, and a word like that, kind
1: of, you don't forget a word I like, like that. that word. And I've heard you say that word in a story before, and that is why I thought that it might be a story that you told before. But after you reading it, I definitely have never heard that story before. Even though I have heard the word "negroid," from fr- the first time I heard the word "negroid" was from you in a story, but it was not this story. I don't like that word. Yeah, I don't like it either, and I don't think anybody should use it. I think it, it, um, it, 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 it just is. It sounds scientific, but also racist, <laughs> and that's why I don't like it. It, it sounds like it sounds like a
2: a, a black robot or some, some yeah, crazy shit. you know, like it sounds very like
1: very um. Professional and like scientific word, biological word, but also like if that b- guy who is doing all that stuff and science stuff and uh. building robots is a big racist, so I don't like it. Um, it is also sounds kind of old, yeah. you know, so like, back in those days. Yeah, like Get used to be called a negress. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that, or like that sounds like you call somebody a negro when it's like, hey, you can't drink from that fountain, negroid. Like you know that it comes along with like jim crow yeah. shit it's like excuse me this is what a white just... pool only negroid why what don't you... you go eat some watermelon what you, you know that... That... yeah Racist. you know i'd be more confused than, than angry what? excuse me yeah negroid um but yeah that was a good story never heard that story before i enjoyed that story um yeah as i said before when we came back from the last break um if you guys like what you're hearing, please go leave us a review a rating, you know, um, show us some love on the Twitters, show us some love on the on the um, Facebook group. Go join. You know, we do have some pretty poignant conversations in there. Some people have I've not had a, heard a single uh, argument or anybody being dickish, which mm-hmm. is super cool. Like, mm-hmm. let's keep that up. Like if we have, you know, if there's dissenting views or people don't agree, that's fine. But there's no need to get. Aggressive or rude about it And I haven't seen that yet Because if you listen to us Obviously you have awesome taste And you're yeah. an awesome person So you would gravitate towards awesomeness And I have not met anybody in the Facebook group I haven't talked to anybody on Twitter Who shouted us out or said that they listen Who gives me energy of a lame Or a dub Or somebody who I don't fuck with Everybody is super cool people They all like cereal. They all like uh true crime They're not Trying to be extra or weird or like corrective. Nobody. I haven't met any actualies yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had some couple people send us some corrections, but nobody's like, um, actually, you should do this. And if you do it again, it just makes you seem uninformed. And nobody's like being a dick about it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. you know, if we do something wrong, let us know. Mm-hmm. We are dummies, and I will not. You know, we're not acting like we. Yeah, I'm we're not, not trying to pretend like right. we're, we're geniuses or something like right. that. We don't know. We are not afraid to kick in the door of knowledge and walk in with no Mm -hmm. flashlight. To try to experience what's on the other side of that door, mm, I but like that. yeah, I mean that's what we do here. Mm-hmm. We kick in the door. We're brave enough to go through the door, you know. Whether that's trans issues, gay issues, you know, uh, uh, Anglo-Saxon issues, you know, white people got issues. We all got issues, and I might not be a special a specialist on them, and neither is Fran. But we're not afraid to go dive into the pool and see what's going on. Right. And that's up to you guys. If you guys think we did something wrong, appreciate that we at least want to learn. But steer us in the right direction. But don't be a dick about it. Right. You know.
2: Also, um, for all listeners out there, if you have any hometown like serial killers or stories or any good stories that I maybe have never heard of or Alvin have never heard of, yeah. that you may want me to do. Post it on the page. Um, you want them to get in touch with Jim, or you- well, I was about to get to that. Post it on the page. You can tag my name in it, and then Jim will get on that. He okay. takes he takes control. Oh, so of my he social does media. social media as well. Yeah, he does my social media. So Damn. he will nice. just uh, tag me in it. He will get started on that, and then we can. Uh, I'll do that story the next episode or whenever. So just tag my name. Wait, don't tag my name because I'm not. Just post it on the page, and then Jim will see it.
1: Okay, so Jim will handle any of the affairs as yes. far as on the Facebook mm-hmm. group with Fran is concerned. Yep. You can also hit us up on uh, our professional because we are a professional podcast, we're accepting anybody who wants to get a piece of the pie early on, you know, ground floor level, you can hit us up on affirmative murder at gmail.com. That is our, you know, business email. If you have any inquiries for bookings, I am a part-time bottle waitress. And um, so, you know, anytime, you know, you guys want to get in touch with us for as far as, you know, business aspect is concerned, it is affirmative murder at g- gmail.com. Mm-hmm. As I said, I'm a bottle waitress. Friend, you know, is not won't for some reason get on the train with me, even though I told you it's very lucrative. You know, uh, you don't you got a problem with booty shorts? Booty shorts? Yeah. For what? To give these bottles out?
2: No, I'll pass on that,
1: brother. Well, you know, it's your loss. I get a G a night. Anyway, um, you know, yeah. So like I said, hit us up at affirmativemurder@gmail.com. Oh, this I gotta go. Something. This is Jim calling me, so I I gotta go. It's my wow. assistant, sir. Fran has just left the room to speak to Jim apparently. And um, I think that's incredibly rude. But what I will say before I go, I am off tomorrow. So I recommend everybody what I'm going to do tomorrow and you should do as soon as possible is check out the Netflix documentary series Wild Wild Country. It is about a cult that has tried to tried to take over Oregon back in the 70s, and I will be binge-watching that uh, tomorrow. And you guys, I recommend that you guys check it out as soon as possible because I've heard nothing but good things. But anyway, I've been Ivan Williams alongside my partner and true crime Franco so Evans, um, he's off talking to Jim, but we will see you guys next week. Always be on the lookout and be safe, guys.